In today's Firestorm show, we meet Calvin Allen. Calvin has a day job. He has a small church, but he's a minister all the time, every day, everywhere he goes. And he is used to hearing the Lord's voice for other people. In today's show, we're going to hear about the interpretation of supernatural tongues. We're going to hear about how you can understand and interpret tongues. It's an exciting hour coming at you. Every single one of our shows is designed to just draw you closer to the heart of your father who loves you so much, who wants to co-labor with you. And when we do, he comes in with a grace that undergirds and does amazing things. And my guest tonight is Calvin Allen. If you follow us on Facebook, we're on Facebook. Firestorm United on Facebook. That's the name of our ministry, Firestorm United. This is the Firestorm Live broadcast. But if you've ever followed us on Firestorm United Facebook, you will see we have some regulars, people that tune in and comment and, you know, just participate in the show. And from the very beginning, Calvin Allen uh, has been a brick in the foundation. You have been, Calvin, you've been a block in the foundation <laughs> from the beginning. And we've known each other for a few years now in that Calvin has been part of uh, the core teams that have brought some fairly large equipping seminars into our area over the last few years. Calvin and I have worked together, and I just love him. And I think you are too. I think you will too when you hear the way the Lord is just equipping him to move in a level of anointing and natural, comfortable normalness that I think is going to be very provoking. I think it's something that all of us can get a hold of. So, Calvin, welcome to the Firestorm Live show. Well, thanks for having me. I love having you here. And you have a voice for radio, my man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that, but hey. (laughs) I like listening to it. So, Calvin, when we were preparing for the show, we were talking about we always want to encourage our listeners upward. We always want to encourage them that there's more, that it's not just, hey, I'm going to church, I'm tithing, I'm, I'm praying, I'm in the Bible sometimes, you know, uh, my kids, yeah, they're okay, I'm doing the best I can. You know, there's more, there's more, there's more. It's not just a rudiment of disciplines. There's a relational construct here, a relationship available with the God of the universe that is always more, more, more. And Calvin, I feel like a lot of our listeners, they're hungry for that. Amen. They're hungry for, I want more. What do I do? So what would you say? Let's just start with maybe foundational principles of how do I move into more, Lord? What is it? Is he holding out on me or do I need to do something? What would you say? Well, one of the things that uh, I've always said, because I've seen it operate over and over again, that most of the time when we have some kind of problem in our lives as Christians, what we really have is a word problem. And and, and it doesn't mean that you don't read the Bible, Mm. but you may be reading the Bible for what you get out of it. Mm. But the Bible is so much more. It is the only book you can read that not only tells you what's happening at a given moment, but what people were thinking at the time. So you get both the personal people perspective, but you also get God's intimate perspective at the same time. What that does is help you get a complete picture of it. And so what you find out is, well, those people were like me. Right. You can see yourself in it. You can hear 
um, uh, that's the same kind of thing that that I would ask. Yeah. And, and what we find out is that there's way more that we have in common about our um, road on um, learning to know the Lord. Okay. But when we miss is if we don't understand his word. And what I mean by understanding the word is that it is personal. So think about it this way. If you got a letter, right, you think about that different than getting a magazine. Why? Because a magazine targets a group of people. A letter is to you personally. The Bible is this letter that God wrote. And even though it covers lots of other things and lots of other people and lots of other personalities, yeah. it is literally written to you in a way that you can get it, you can understand it, and you can cooperate with God. He made it as easy as he could possibly do. Now, can we comprehend you know, who God is? No. But through his word, we get the best aspects of him, okay. and we learn why he wanted to do things the way that he wanted to do them in a personal way. So you treat the word personal, okay. like it's like God talking to you, and then all of a sudden, you don't have to respond to what other people think. You really only have to respond to what that word is saying. You ask the Holy Spirit to help reveal it to you, and that makes your reading the word worship. We want to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen. Okay, so let's just get to know Calvin a little bit, everybody. So I met Calvin a few years ago, and I know that you're, you're a bivocational pastor, so you have a day job like all of us. I do. And you also are in ministry yep. and have been for a long time. Quite a while. Quite a while. Though it's totally different now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to talk yeah, about. Your part, and you're why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm why. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for years, you're doing ministry the classic model uh, with the traditional Christian model. Am I right? Yep. Yep. You know, trying to do the same, um, um, becoming church people. Okay. And, and, that, that, and, and for me, that meant, oh, well, you know, what you spend most of your time trying to do is convince people. Right now, think about this. What do you have to convince people of? Mm -hmm. You have to convince people of something that isn't true or isn't obvious, okay. right? But if you know that something is true, you're not trying to convince people. So, for example, if you had a billion dollars and you decided to give a billion dollars as a gift, mm -hmm. you know you have the billion dollars. You can show that you have the billion dollars to give to them, right? Yeah. Now, they can want it or they cannot want it. But you're not trying to convince them to take it. You're offering. Right. It's just a different so that's way kind of doing of it. The model of evangelism, of ministry, is I don't come trying to convince you of anything. I come with a bucket of money and say, hey, here it is. The Lord says I'm going to lay a table for you. Come on to the king's banquet. Yep. And then you just start describing what's on the table that's Amen. available. So I love what you just said. You said... Uh, Ministry has changed dramatically in the last couple of years. Absolutely. And you, you lay the change at them at my feet. So uh -huh. we did bring a large equipping ministry into Virginia Beach a few years ago that really changed uh, kind of the constellation of the way a lot of people do ministry. And it went from the classic model, the standard Sunday morning church model, which is not bad. I'm not throwing any sand. It's just the model to a model of Jesus loves you, 
The word says he lives in you. Don't you know you yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives in you? Mm -hmm. The very spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. Jesus told the apostles, the disciples, I'm leaving. You should be glad I'm leaving because I'm going to send you a comforter who's going to inhabit you, right? right? So we know that we are, I always say, carriers of the presence, as believers. It's what you get when you receive Jesus as Lord. He lives inside of you through Holy Spirit. So the model changed to let's go give him away. Yes. And what does that look like? That looks like I just do life, but everywhere I go every day, I have eyes to see people that need Jesus. And I'll tell you, if Jesus didn't pay a price for him, you don't need to talk to him. You don't need to bother with him if he didn't pay a price for him. But if he did pay a price for them, then the whole world is available. And it's not to sell them something. It is not. It is not. And a matter of fact, that is one of the biggest um, push-offs um, for people. You go to people and um, I don't care. It could be like Girl Scout cookies, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, I can't eat them, but <laughs> I know. Um, but, um, but if you get Girl Scout cookies and they're bringing it to you, right? That's why you have to send little girls dressed up in cute little outfits <laughs> who will sing and dance <laughs> um, to do it. And, and just you just feel, oh, I've got to do it. It's the, the, no, Jesus isn't, Jesus isn't like that. Jesus is that friend you don't know you have yet. And that he's going to step into your life and actually walk life with you. With you. That you, you, you literally, you'll literally never be alone again yeah you know that we we had talked about the scripture in romans this is romans 13 14 easy to remember it says clothe yourself with the presence of the lord jesus christ clothe yourself so there's an imagination involved in the word so just think about that clothe yourself with the presence so i put him on like i put on a garment i take a breath and i'm like oh yes lord you're here Talk about that because we had discussed that a little bit, clothing yourself with the presence as the equipping to then go to Starbucks, right? go do life, go to the grocery store, right. take your kid to the doctor, whatever you're going to do. But I go clothed in his presence and then what happens? Well, before I tell you what happens, <laughs> um, let me tell you what doesn't happen. Okay. One of the things we some people think when they think of clothing themselves in Lord Jesus Christ is that it's like protection. Oh, well, you can't, I got Lord Jesus you know, yeah. surrounding me. You can't do anything to me. It isn't, it isn't like that. Okay. It is our knowing decision, our choice to allow Jesus to be the one who ministers to people and not ourselves. Oh, I love that. See, when we let Jesus do it, we clothe ourselves in it. Then think about this. Now, if you can only say the things that Jesus would say, and only do the things that Jesus <laughs> can do, then all you have to do is the same thing he told you to do at the very beginning as disciples. Deny yourself first. Yeah. Get yourself out of the way. Get yourself out of the way. So part of getting yourself out of the way is to clothe yourself with him so that he's in the forefront. And what are you doing? You're denying yourself. In the same way that John said, I must decrease so that he could increase. increase. What yeah. people need is Jesus, right? And our need is the same as theirs. Because of that, our desire to give it to you is the same as our desire to receive it. Yeah. We give freely what we've been given freely. Amen. 
So if you see, there, there is a bit of a shift in this. The idea is where Calvin and I kind of have moved into is Jesus lives in me. Therefore, everywhere I go, every day, everything I do, I am a conduit of his presence to other people. And then I just, I, I kind of say this thought prayer, Lord, you love these people. What do you have for them? And people get highlighted and people get touched and people receive Jesus in the UPS store, which is a normal sort of thing for our group. Uh, guys, I baptized four people since Friday. It's Tuesday. How often does that happen? You know what? I'm not doing anything. It's sneaky. People are coming to me. People are coming to me. And they are interested. And, you know, they get baptized in water just like John. And uh, John says, hey, there's somebody coming after me. I'm not even willing. I'm not even able to undo his sandals. He's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. So when I baptize you, I baptize you in water. When you come up, we baptize you in fire. You get them both. You get a twofer. It's a great deal. <laughs> and then we just start moving in love every day, everywhere we go. So let's talk about that. Because okay. I feel like the missing component that I never really got from the church, although they would never deny this, is we become love. We clothe ourselves with the presence of Jesus, and that looks like practically love pours out, rivers of living water. Right. So how do I, how do our listeners, Calvin, put on love, become love? And what does that do to their identity when they do that? Well, you know, um, it says in John 10, right, that he's, Jesus is a good shepherd. Now, what makes him the good shepherd is that he would die for the sheep. See, it is very difficult, really, to love people and go, yeah, but I wouldn't die for you, mm. right? And so the love that Jesus shows us is the kind of love that didn't demand us to be great, uh -huh. to be good, to be perfect, to give it to us while we were still in our sins, and incapable of saving ourselves, he chose to come into this world in the guise of human flesh, fully human and fully God, to show us what was possible yes. on earth, other than the, what he did on the cross and other than the healing that we get from, um, um, from those stripes um, that, that were put on Jesus. What he did, he's showing you the things that you can do, but you do those things in cooperation. So Jesus did it for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. life. He's come, so in, in John 10.10, 10, he says, what it, the thief comes to take it away. So the enemy wants to steal it from you. He wants to steal life from you. Jesus only wants to give life to you. So is Jesus judging you? What for? He took sin on himself. He became the curse yeah. for us. So why are we still focused on it? Because wherever a law kind of mentality or a judgment mentality is placed in it, it distorts, it puts a veil over what God is really trying to do. And so when people come to you and they're willing to clothe themselves in Jesus, what they're doing is clothing themselves in absolute perfect love. Which they, which I don't work up through like, oh, you know, heavy lifting. Okay, okay, I'm going to be love. I'm kind of irritable right now, but I'm going to be love. It's not that. Guys, it's, okay, Lord, you love me. You live in me. I thank you, Lord, to fill me right now with your presence. And everywhere I go today, would you just live your life through me? 
and then I just go do life. There's no, you know, heavy, hard, you know, putting it on with intensity. It's just I be who he says I am because I'm a son. So if you're just tuning in, this is the Firestorm Live broadcast. I am your host, Scott Gilbert, and it is my honor to share some time with you today. We talk every Tuesday about how regular Christians just like you can clothe themselves in love, go out into the world, live their normal, regular lives with their normal, regular experiences, but being clothed in the very presence of Holy Spirit, clothing ourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus, the word says, and then we touch the world around us. And it is normal for our people, for the folks that are moving in this, a normal week is to see people saved in the grocery store, to see people rededicate their lives, to see people supernaturally healed. I saw three last week. To see people set free from bondages in their mind, in their body, addictions. This is a normal thing, and it's not for the religious few or the elite. It is for absolutely every believer. This is what the show is about, and I bring on great guests like my friend Calvin here, and Calvin is just sharing how because of our identity as sons and daughters, we can put on this love and then we can move in it. If you'd like to get a hold of Firestorm United more, we can be found on the web, firestormunited.org, and we're on Facebook, Firestorm United on Facebook. We are also listener supported on this radio station. So if this is something that's building your faith, if this is something that's building your kids, building you into, I Lord, I just feel like there's more, what is it? We want to show you what the, the more is. And if that's something that is encouraging you and growing you, we just invite you to be part of what God's doing with us. We're all working together. We're all pulling the sled. You can get to us through firestormunited.org. There's a donate button, and it just helps us keep doing this. So, Calvin, let's talk about identity and sonship because I believe it's the foundation. And then we got to get to some cool testimonies all right. because you have – hundreds of them <laughs> bubbling out of you. So, um, But just talk to our listeners about how they see themselves or maybe how they think God sees them and how he actually sees them. All right. Now, think about this. Like I was talking about it a little bit ago when, when I said that he came to us not out of our perfection, right? Yeah. But when we were totally separated, while we were literally children of wrath, he came. Now, think about this. You're God. You can do anything, anything, including start all over again. Yeah. But you choose to work through your people, a cooperation. Now imagine that you're really the body of Christ, that we all operate differently maybe in some kinds of ways, but what makes us a part of the body is that Jesus is just ahead. Right. Right. And because we, he operates as the head, what does the head do? It does the thinking. <laughs> right? It's where the commands are coming from for the rest, yeah. of, the rest of the body. Two heads he, are not better than one. Yes. <laughs> and so he describes it that way so that we understand what the relationship is. If we really want to have our true identity and get past this thing that we feel, when, when people go like, what's the thing that bothers you the most as a Christian? And you go like, to share with them or, yeah. the, 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 you know, the, share the good news. 
And it's just like, well, sorry, if you were, we're at a baseball game and your team won or something like that, do you have problems hearing that news? No. Does it matter if people are your best buddy or not? No. You tell it to anybody that will listen to it, literally. The reason for that is, is because it's something you know and it's something that you're excited about, right? But if you start thinking that it only happens to certain people or special people right. in some kind of way, and you go like, well, yeah, I'm no, I'm no Moses, <laughs> uh, and, and all of a sudden you think of yourself as less, then you need to understand you don't understand your identity in Christ. The identity is so specific that the combination of you and God is really unique. And so you have, you, you have, Scott, you have a way of operating. You have a way of moving. It is the way God moves in you. It's the way God talks to you. I have, I have the same thing, even though for me, it's, it's a lot of ways. <laughs> but still, there's a way that he, that he does it. Yeah. One of the things I want you to, to encourage people to do is to not look for just models, hmm. ways of doing it. You look at all the ways that Jesus healed people, and you go like, well, why did he do it so many different kinds of ways? Because it's Jesus yeah. that is the central point, not the, not the way. Not the and then all of a sudden you yeah. realize, wait a minute, I'm in a grocery store and I see somebody and they bend over to do something. And I can tell they winced when yeah. they did it. And you feel a compassion in your heart for that person. Mm -hmm. Don't ignore it. Okay. Instead, step into it and see what God wants to do. Because you'll be surprised. This week, um, um, me and some people from church, we went out and we, and we, we do this you know, every week. We go out three o'clock um, and um, we were walking through a neighborhood, saw, saw, saw this guy. The guy was immediately, he told us he was not a Christian. Mm -hmm. you know, he, didn't, he didn't believe any of that kind of uh, stuff. And so we just talked to him. And, but then at the end, one person said, well, Calvin, pray for him. Right now, the guy's already told us he's not a Christian. He's not interested. Yeah. Yeah. But we, but he, but when I said, well, then I'm going to pray for you anyway. Anyway, yeah. well, what would you like me to pray for? Well, I love this COVID stuff to be over and stuff like that. So we prayed for it. But then I said, but because you were unselfish in what you asked for, I know the Lord wants to bless you personally. And then I prayed a more personal prayer over him. And here's somebody saying, I don't believe in God. And yet the entire time I was praying, their head was bent over. Yeah. And her hands were like this. They were clasped. The whole yeah. point is, don't believe what pe what comes out of people's mouths yeah. all the time. Let it be conversational. Do you recognize that the presence of God is such that if you go and you shake somebody's hand, as long as you have the intent to impart love to them, they still get it. <laughs> and so there's so many ways that God is operating but we ignore it because we want it to be flashy and we want it to like come down from the skies and we want some big voice shouting or yeah. something like that. When it's like, no, it's this small, still voice that's operating that gets below the, below the surface and gets beyond um, yeah. the facade. If, if I can, I want to jump to a testimony. Come on. We got, well, yeah, go ahead. All right. So real quick, um, I, I, a friend invited me and, and, and for me, even though I do go out every week, most of the time, I, I get invited to whoever I'm talking to. <coughs> and a friend had um, this person that he was work, doing some work for, and she had lost her sister, and it was just, it had just okay. wrecked her. So you you have a friend that has a relationship with this lady. Right. Um, adult, fully grown? Yes. Fully grown. Stately. And stately, okay. <laughs> and you don't know her. At all. You go to her house with your friend who's doing some work for her, and... She's just lost two family members. Yes. 
And so I say to um, uh, her when I come in, at first it was just like, you know, the polite talk and stuff like that. And so it, it, there was two couches to kind of think about them like in a, a V-shape, right? And I'm sitting on one end, and she sat as far on the other end as she could possibly um, sit, right? Um, and, and she wasn't mean or anything like that, but she, but she was totally reserved and, and, and held back. And so I start talking to her, and I said, um, in all boldness, Jesus wants to talk to you, and he will. And at some point in this conversation, he's going to talk to you, and you're going to know that it's Jesus doing it. You, just the two of you are sitting there, and you step out in faith and say, Jesus is going to talk to you sometime in this discussion. Yes. I yeah. love the faith. Yeah. The and righteous you, are bold as a lion, guys. This is what it looks like. Carry on, so please. That you, so literally, so that she's going to know that it's it's going to happen. Okay. Now, and the friend who brought me is there, you know, as well, and sitting on the other side of the couch. Well, as we kind of talk about the situation, it's just totally conversational. She's telling me about her and the love that she has for her sisters. It's just pouring out, but okay. you can also feel the pain radiating um, from her um, as well. Okay. And so, what you see in that in that thing is that God, who has provided for her. Why doesn't she know that God has provided for her? Why does she feel this thing like she's not a Christian? But she is. Yes, but she is. And so I asked the question that might cause a little bit of this thing for some people, and that is, were they Christians? The good news is they were. Then I said, hmm, then you know that just based on the word, that's why you always got to get down to the word. Got to know the word. Yep. That you have an everlasting relationship with your God. They have an everlasting relationship with your God. That's why death isn't the same for us. We're going to see them in a perfect place together. That means that even now, because Jesus is in you, and Jesus is still in him. And they're in Jesus. Yes. They're in the Father now. Right. There's no separation. Yeah. It's still it's still going. They're, they, you, they're every bit the individuals they were, and still in love with you, just as you are with them. And so I said, oh, you, you have a picture of them. And she says, well, that's amazing. You should ask that. My, my other sister just sent me a picture of them, a picture we took a, a while ago. And so she showed me um, the, the, the picture. And when she came over to show me the picture, she sat next to me instead of, like, okay. handing it to me and going sitting the other way. Right? And so when she, I'm looking at the picture, and I see this lovely scene with her, her and her sisters, and I can tell Oh man, this is, you could feel the love almost radiating from the picture itself. Okay. But the thing that really got my eye was that they looked happy, joyful in that picture. And it is such a contrast to what I'm seeing. Now I got to explain this transition or you won't get it. Okay. (laughs) All right. That is when Jesus took over. Now, what does that mean? Because I want, I want to make sure you really understand what, what I'm talking about. You know, when um, people talk about things like speaking in tongues, mm. the, the, one of the things the Bible talks about is the fact that it doesn't, it doesn't do people as much good if you're speaking in tongues as if you're just speaking some legible word right. you know, to them. This is why the word's really clear that we don't do that in church. You don't do that from a pulpit unless you have interpretation, right? That's it. And the whole point is because that's what they actually need, right? And so this is the same thing. Okay. It, all it takes on your part is this faith that Jesus is going to do it. Now, you have to understand, I'm not just doing stuff. Jesus is telling me to do things. In your heart. Yeah, I'm just allowing him to do it. 
And at that point, I step back. Okay. Right? And then I become clothed in him. And then Jesus himself starts talking to him. I know it's Jesus doing it for the same reason the other person does. There's something about it that changes. It's almost as though you can see the Lord reaching into them Mm -hmm. in a way that you can't touch, that mere words can't touch, that this is spirit to spirit talking. That's happening. and And so he starts to tell her things that you would obviously want to hear, that he loved her, that he re-explained that your family is still together. And Don't think about separation. Coming through your mouth. From my mouth. But you are now speaking in first person? Yes, literally. So okay. Jesus is just saying, so just like I would say if I was Calvin yeah. saying it, Jesus is saying is, is saying to her. But your it, voice doesn't change. It doesn't it's get all like weird. weird. You know, okay, good. Like that. I think people yeah. appreciate hearing that. Yeah, because it's not because it, it's not like that. If you get a Texas accent, that's what it's going to sound like <laughs> when Jesus talks to you. Okay, it's going to sound like <laughs> but, you. But, but it's cooperative, okay. and that's the whole point of it. It's not like you're not involved, but you're involved in the sense that you're allowing Jesus to move and operate through you as a vessel. That's all. But he's the one actually doing the talking. And so when he talks to her about the pain that she's feeling, it's not like me talking about it because it has a directness to it. The the words that come out have this impact on her soul and on her spirit, Mm -hmm. right? And so slowly, as she's hearing these things, she starts to tear up. Now, she was a very, very reserved person. Okay, I found out later on that she was clearly not to type to emote. Okay. And so, and she, and, but she did, she started, started tearing up. And then all of a sudden this woman that was so reserved and so moved back as Jesus is talking to her about this pain and how it's not necessary. And that the enemy has literally used her, her love for her sisters mm. against her Okay, to make you feel like, oh, you have to feel this kind of hurt inside to honor your sisters. It's a lie, but it's a good one. And she told because she totally believed it. But then when she heard the truth spoken to her by Jesus, all of a sudden the pain of it started to reverse. Then Jesus literally told her to reach out, her, stretch out her hand, and she did. And, and he said to see that the, the pain that was welling up inside her, said see it draining out of her and then through her arm and then forming like a ball in her hand, right? And so she just imagined that happening. Right. But I said, no, you have to. But he told her, but really feel it, really sense it. And, and so when she got to the point, she said she could. This is I'm not kidding at all. I'm not. You have to understand. I'm not thinking about any of this. Okay. It just happens. I'm watching it in the same way that she is. But it's your words coming out of your mouth and you could interject your own thoughts at any time. Right. You're not an automaton. It's not robotic. You're right. going to trance. Right. It's none of that weirdness. No, uh, my job is just to stay out of the way. Just stay out of the way. But you had mentioned, as you were telling me earlier, what was your friend doing that sort of precipitated this whole thing? Um, He was uh, was over on the side. He was speaking in tongues. So your friend is speaking in tongues. Here's the interesting thing, folks. We don't hear a lot of testimonies like this, at least I don't. His friend is quietly speaking in tongues, however you feel about that, on the other side of the room. It doesn't stop her. It doesn't stop you. It's just kind of like uh, over there going on. Yeah. Do you think that you said Jesus starts talking? Are you interpreting 
his tongues, and that's the words of Jesus to her. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so really what we have here when he says Jesus starts talking is this is what the interpretation of tongues looks like. One person is praying in the spirit, tongues, while Calvin, you are interpreting that, and it's interpreting that to her in love, releasing these hurts, breaking lies, freeing her from these bondages. She starts to cry in release, Mm -hmm. relief, then what? And then with this little ball in her hand of all this pain, I take my hand and I reach it into hers and I remove the ball. Just I just take it out of imagine her I take it, it out, yeah. yeah, I take it out of her hands. And the pain was instantly gone. Yeah. Then she was still crying, but it was more of a cry of you know, almost like relief. She next thing you know, I mean, we are literally embracing at that point. <laughs> Here's this woman who do, I don't know and who doesn't know me. She's in her arms. Yeah. I'm almost tearing up, yeah. <laughs> and she's fully um, tearing um, tearing up. Um, and Jesus took all the pain. My friend was going to see her again two weeks later, okay. and he says when he saw her, he said you could tell the difference in her countenance instantly. Yeah. She looked so whole and so complete, and she came up to him and she said. I've got to tell you, I think you know this about me. I am not the kind of woman that listens to that kind of thing from a stranger that opens myself that way to a stranger. And it's true because Jesus is not a stranger. He's not. He's not a stranger. Because who the Lord sets free. Is free indeed. Is free indeed. And this is what it looks like. But we have to learn to get out of ourselves. Know that it's not about us. I love what you started in the beginning, Calvin, and you said, let Jesus do it. It's not about me. We're so self-interested. So what am I going to say? And if they say this, it's not about you. It's about putting on love and then just being available. Mm -hmm. And the Lord will do beautiful things. All he's looking for is a willing vessel and the faith to step out in risk and be loved to someone that maybe wouldn't be comfortable, maybe it wouldn't be natural. But when you start from the preface, the preface that you begin in love, you end in love, Jesus fills in the middle. Right. And that's why for the same reason, if you start out with fear, mm-hmm. right? So you see a situation, you see they help, your heart does feel moved and you want to reach out, but you don't do it. It's fear that's mm-hmm. stopping you. But what does perfect love do? It casts that fear fear. out of you. And now all you have to think about is them, right? And because that's all you have to think about, it's easy to get yourself out of the way, Mm -hmm. right? And just recognize what is 1 Corinthians um, 4.20 says, um, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but power. I love that. And if you don't, if you're, Tuning in on live right now, today is 420, and maybe you know that that, uh, the date has some significance to people that are uh, interested in unregulated unregulated pharmaceuticals. That's why this is a really good verse to know, Uh, Revelation, or um, 1 Corinthians 420. Yeah, Um, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but power. And the reason this is important is, is that you don't, you're not going into this without any help. Right. You're not going into this your, yourself. It's actually thinking about yourself and depending on yourself. That's really the problem. That's the All stop. you really have to yeah. do is know that the love is the thing that's moving. Anyone, if it's not love, if it's not love, yeah. I am telling you, it tends not to work. It doesn't carry the anointing. It, 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 it just doesn't. Now, I'm going to tell people this because 
I find that this is true. You talk to anybody who's operating um, um, prophetically in um, uh, healing ministries, any of these things, any of these things, mm. and ask them what was it at, like at the beginning, and they will tell you the desert they had to walk through. <laughs> Why? Um, because the question isn't do you believe; it's do you really believe? Yeah. See how how if you ask yourself, do I know the word? Or does the word just get preached at me, mm. right? If the word just gets preached at you, then that's your relationship with the word. But if it becomes personal to you, something that you study yourself and you realize you're not reading, you're not just studying, the Holy Spirit is literally revealing. It's reading you. It yeah, and so because of that, <laughs> yeah. what is, what's happening to you is the same kind of discipleship that happened with Jesus' disciple. I'm sending a helper to you like myself Amen. what does that mean that means that he's only going to teach you what i taught them because of that you still have jesus teaching you if you do it that way but when we, when we when we don't get that we leave the word out of it right and then instead we move towards the things yes so if you, you lay hands on people and it's really cool that you do it but your relationship with your father is really not that great you haven't really spent the time i'm um, doing it now, God wants to heal, so yes, there are some ways in which he's still going to do it. But I need people to understand this. When you become a Christian, when you first become a Christian, people think you become a Christian because you love God. No, you become a Christian because he loved you. What you do is to do what he said. Yeah. If you do what he said and you confess with your mouth, right, but you believe in your heart, then you will be saved. But when that happens, don't think that you love Jesus. You don't love somebody you don't know. Well, how do you get to know Jesus? Well, at the very beginning, that would be really hard to do, wouldn't it? If it wasn't for the fact that his perfect word is available to each one of us to help that process along. Mm -hmm. But then we stay in a baby phase too long. You should be teachers by now. Why aren't you? It's because you don't invite the Holy Spirit in. You literally tied your hands behind your back and you still tried to do it on your own because all the things that we've been talking about is simply not doing it on your own it's not about you so if you're just tuning in to us you are listening to the firestorm live broadcast i am thankful to be your host my name's scott gilbert and uh, we've been doing the firestorm live broadcast for several months now and the idea is just to encourage regular believers just like you that there's way more the lord wants to co-labor with you to touch a hurting world all around you and it's our honor to be able to spend this time with you we always want to bring you inspiring guests regular people I always say regular people just like you that the Lord is co-laboring with sometimes people say the Lord is using no the Lord doesn't use us we're not tools in a toolbox we're sons we're daughters that get to co-labor with our father to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven every day, everywhere they go to inspire you, the listener, that there is more. We can do this together. Run with us. It's an option. We're also Firestorm Live is listener supported. We survive and we are on this station because of people that are blessed by it and are in choosing to participate and uh, partner with us. If that's you, if you'd like to be part of our ministry and just help us continue to encourage more people, you can find us at firestormunited.org on our website. Also there, you're going to be able to find all the old shows. 
you know when we do these shows we also we often talk about supernatural healings the lord touching people in a moment all their pain going away their legs growing out there uh you know getting out of wheelchairs and blind eyes opening all these things i don't mean to be flippant but it is the birthright of all believers this is what we walk in and on the previous shows you will see there are show notes and those show notes are the evidences we have here's a video of this person's short leg growing out right before their eyes here's a video of this six-year-old little boy praying for this grown man who couldn't bend his arm and had terrible pain and was wincing all of his pain went away the guy was able to use his arm go back to work at ups the next day with no problem six-year-old little boy pray for him we have the video of that you want to see a video of a lady getting her blind eyes open we have one on there you got to go back a few few um, sessions but we always want to encourage and support you that when we do have the evidentiary points of all these uh, testimonies they're going to be on the show notes on firestormunited.org so you're welcome to take a look at that and also on firestorm united on facebook we live stream this over the whole world so if you'd like to actually see us and not just hear us if you'd like to add in the wonder of visual some people say i have a face for radio but you can look on fire on on facebook firestorm united on facebook and we facebook live it every week so my guest this week is calvin allen and I'm so thankful, Callan, because you're one of the core group that has been just tilling the ground in our region for years. But you said at one point, your ministry morphed, your ministry changed from the traditional uh, pastoral church model to what? We did an equipping conference. I feel like Holy Spirit touches you, gives you a vision that there's more. You go back to your church and you present that vision. What was the vision and what was the outpouring in your church? What happened? Well, um, one of the things that um, uh, there's a, there, I don't have a better way of describing this part. There are some times when um, the Lord is talking to you that what you feel is not satisfied. It is a holy dissatisfaction. You know something's wrong, but you don't necessarily know what what it what is. it is and what do you do about it right yeah and so what what do you do we we tend um when we're not so sure we tend to model whatever we've seen mm. right and so and that, and even though it was much smaller my church was pretty much like most churches that you would have um gone to and again it was mostly in that convincing kind of uh, of a role mm. but um I took my wife to one of those equipping um uh, in our sessions yeah be and I and I literally. I went there so that she would get um, uh, uh, changed. A little juice. Yeah, she needed you know, a because because she was she okay. was she was a little bit more reserved than okay. I, than I than I am, and um, and so I was just out. So I spent most of my time just literally praying for um, for her. I, I go in, and the and the Lord says a name to me, and, and the person's name was Jason. Okay, let's just clarify for our listeners. When he says, and the Lord says, does that mean an audible voice, Calvin? Um, it, I, I could hear that it was that um, um, name. It, wasn't, it was an internal voice, okay. not the external one. So just understand, because a lot of my guests say that. They'll say things like, and the Lord told me. Here's what it sounds like. It's an intuition in your heart. It's a, it's a feeling. It's a knowing. It's not a maybe. It's like something goes poof in your brain that you weren't thinking about Jason and all of a sudden you are. 
And after you walk in this for a while, you start to identify that's the Lord. So when they say the Lord told me, I I have met people that have heard the audible voice of God, and that's wonderful, but that's not what we're holding out for. What the word says is that Jesus says, my sheep know my voice, and they will not listen to another. So if my sheep know my voice, then some of that stuff in your head is him. So just learning to tease it out. But what I've learned, Calvin, is that his voice in my head sounds like me yep it it does it does tend to be um that way and here's the honest thing there's a lot if you if you look at a chair right you don't say chair do you no you know that's what it is but you don't have to say it to know that it's a chair right so every time you walk around a chair you know exactly what it is exactly what it means exactly what it does but you're not actually saying chair in that same kind of way, sometimes Jesus will tell us something. Okay. You'll know exactly what it is, right, without hearing it, right? Now, here's the thing. I literally didn't know anybody named Jason. Okay. <laughs> but the like, Lord impresses that name oh, on you. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, uh, and so now remember, I'm here kind of like really for my wife to get, get it, not, yeah. not necessarily um, me. And, and yet I feel this strong. Now, here's the thing how it is with me. When it's something I need to do, it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. It's not like it's painful or something mm-hmm. like that, but it's almost nagging. It's this thing where it's just like you feel continuing. And yeah. so I'm the thing I've learned to do is not be afraid of looking stupid. <laughs> and so I start asking people. Okay. Any, Are you Jason or do you know a Jason? That is bold. So back to anyone who would come after me, Jesus says, number one, what's the first thing? Deny yourself. Deny yourself. And that's what deny yourself could, can look like yep. is I don't mind looking a little silly. Are you Jason? Are you Jason? I'm denying myself. I feel weird. Are you Jason? I'm denying myself. I feel weird. Did right. you find Jason? Everybody uh, wants to know. Uh, well, and, and no. <laughs> No. I, and I and, no. and I and so we, we one of the things we did in these equipping sessions that we would go out and we would um, you know witness you know and try to talk to people and um, and I told the group that I was going out with and every other group um, do you know a Jason or have you seen something? I mean at that point I would have gone into Jason's deli <laughs> yeah. uh, um, and so I, I but the whole point is I'm very vocal about it because I have found that you. When you don't take that step of, uh, of faith, you don't move in it in some positive way. You don't really believe it. Right. You don't. You've got to take that step. So I do this. And I do this and do this. And yet nothing, nothing, nothing. But I keep pursuing it. Well, then it's literally the last night okay. of this particular um, conference. Um, we were going to go out for our last time. Yeah. But then the Lord tells me, don't do it. I'm like, well, how am I going to explain that? Because when you talk to the Lord, I want you to know, you say all the things you would think you would say. <laughs> you read in the Bible and you said, how could you say that to the Lord? Everybody does. You have this conversation with the Lord because you, you're concerned about what you look, you're going to look like. I brought my wife to this. Now I'm not going to go out. Yeah. 
And, I, and just for clarity for listeners, so what he's talking about is a few years ago we brought in a multi-day equipping conference that really is just training people to put on love and go be love. Yes. And then we would practice and we would go out on the meal breaks and we would just go do life. We'd go to a grocery store. We'd go to a restaurant. We'd eat. But the the goal was to just let people know Jesus loves them. He sees them. Try to pray for people in the normal goings about of your life. And then folks would come back and they would tell testimonies of beautiful things would happen. Just when we go put on love and practice being love to everybody everywhere we go. And that's what Calvin is saying is that he had been going out, going out, going out. He had a he had a word picture in his mind. He was looking for Jason, never found him. The last opportunity to go out, the Lord says, gives an impression in his heart, don't go out. So you're sitting behind yeah, and, and so I go. I I I got. We had a hotel room, so I go back to the hotel room, and literally, as I'm doing it, I literally don't know why I am doing it. Okay, I just know that's what I've been told. So I go back. I go into the lobby. I go, you know, go up, go up the stairs, and go into the um, go into my um, room, and then I don't even know why I did it, but I decided to check. Like my uh, my email and Facebook, yeah. I don't know why because I don't know why I'm there. I got to do something, <laughs> and so and I look at Facebook, and this is no joke. It says you have a friend request from Jason, and I'm like, and I mean literally, you, you just you want to have a Pentecostal moment, buddy. <laughs> that was one, you know. I would I would have hated to been in the room underneath me from all that jumping around, right? And so I'm thinking, and so I, you know, and so I contact with Jason. Yeah. Now I, I go and I find Jason's um, um, Facebook page and I see that he actually knows some people right. that are at the conference. Okay. So when I go back to the conference, I ask them, do you know Jason? Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah. And I says, well, great. Cause the Lord has a message for him. Come on. Right. And so they were like, what? 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 What's the message? I'm like, sorry, it's for him. Okay. <laughs> right? And so, and then I'm talking to some friends of mine, and they tell me, well, believe it or not, he's coming tonight. Now, every time I've gone to this um, particular place, yeah. I have sat on the side. In the same, so yeah, the yeah, same place. Yeah, but yeah. this time, my wife wanted to sit in the middle, mm-hmm. and they had some like, reserve I seats remember. like that. Yeah. But it's the only time I used it in okay. the entire time. And it was just really because, you know, she, she, yeah. she went with me all the rest of the time. I don't like standing out. <laughs> so I didn't want to sit there. So she, so we, but for her, I do it. Yeah. Right. And so there's a guy next to me that goes to this church and, and he knows this guy. And I say to him, um, um, look, this guy, I heard that Jason's going to be coming tonight, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know what he looks like. Well, can you point him out to me if you see him? And the guy says, looks over, and he talks to somebody next to him, and then he turns back to me, and he taps me on the shoulder, and he says, turn around. <laughs> and I turn around, and two seats down from me is, is this guy. Is Jason. Is Jason. Okay. Okay, now I wave at Jason. Jason has no idea who I am or why I'm waving at him. <laughs> And there's fifteen. And just to put this in perspective, there's fifteen hundred people in this. Uh, this we were at the Virginia Beach Convention Center. We packed this place. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of folks. Oh yeah. And so yeah. think about this logically, that the Lord tells me to, 
the Lord tells me to go and uh, go and um, go to another place. He tells me to come back in an inn. Then my wife asked me to sit in another place. That's why you should listen to your wife sometimes. Uh, um, <laughs> sit in a different place. I do it. The chances of him being in that same place, yeah. two in my the direct line that I am sitting in, two seats back, is ridiculous. <laughs> That's definitely a Holy Spirit connection. Right. That's and then divine go, encounter. So then I go at the end and I tell him what the Lord had, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, said to me, um, why he, you know, want, he wanted me to connect with him, and we just went to the side and talked. Well, of course, you know, people wanted to kind of crowd in a little bit, yeah. and I said, well, maybe we should go somewhere else. Okay. And, and, we, and we went off alone, and then the Lord started pouring out exactly what was going on in this life exactly what was um, wrong in the way that, you know, he was seeing it because he was missing that the Lord was trying to elevate him in a certain kind of way Mm. where he actually thought that he was being put down in a certain kind of way. And so the Lord's like, no, this is because you're going out to start something new, not just to be a part of something old. So you're able to encourage this man who you know didn't know at At all. all. You are able to speak life into him. And how did he ultimately respond? Oh, now, this is one of the things that's really interesting. I tell people this is the thing. First, it's this intensity of listening, right? Mm -hmm. Then there is this laughing that literally he just starts laughing and crying. And he he went through so many emotions during this this talk um, that the Lord is having um, with him. But the key is what he was was released. Okay. That's what he needed. He needed to the freedom to do what his heart was telling him anyway, to just move on. It, yeah. it, it, that it was okay, that it was time, but to do it the right way, to do it in peace, not in resentment. Mm-hmm. Go, but go whole. Amen. And this is really a model, I think, definitely available for every believer. But Calvin, if you could pray for our listeners, I always like to leave our listeners with uh, something impactful, something impartational, something where they, let's just call them forward, call them up. So could you pray for our listeners to hear the Father the way you hear him, to be soft to the Spirit the way you're soft to the Spirit? Because it's available for everybody. It's not the elite few. So, Absolutely. Dear Lord Jesus, We just thank you, Lord, for the fact that you want to have this intimate relationship with us, that you are not standoffish, but that you're with us and you want it to be an integral relationship, but you want it to be an actual relationship. We want to move past a God we've heard about Mm -hmm. to a God that we know, know. that the real power is in the relationship. In the same way, when I was a little child and I felt nervous in a situation, my father would come and bring comfort to me because he was bigger and stronger and he knew more about the situation. And when I was with him, I felt those same ways. I felt bigger. I felt stronger. I felt more secure because of who was with me and who was on my side. That's the thing about family and why you talk in terms of family because you want a relationship with your children that is so intimate that it seems as though the relationship we have with you is the only relationship there is. Mm. It's personal and it's deep. And then Lord, because you didn't make us all the same, because that would just be boring, 
you have a way that you want to talk through people. And so if anybody is denying, oh, oh, I'm not like this and I'm not like that, that doesn't matter. What matters is what you want me to be like, what you, the plan that you have for me. Like you say in Jeremiah 29, 11, you have a plan for me to find out what it is so that I can walk in it, make it personal to me. And then when I hear your voice, I will be able to distinguish it from anything else because I would have spent ample time in your word knowing what your voice sounds like and knowing that any voice that conflicts with your word is not you. Yes. And then with boldness, the same boldness that I walk in this room with, I walk in life with so that yes. I know you're with me and my confidence is not in myself. It is simply in you. And I will watch my father do for others what he has done for me. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Calvin, I love I love talking with you. I love hearing what God's doing with you. You make it very approachable. You're very normal. You're very regular. And this, this is available for all of us, folks. If you are, and I, and I just feel like I, I don't always do this, but I feel like there are people listening right now that are saying, you know, I, I want to know. I want to know Jesus in that way. Maybe I've said a prayer, but I feel dry. I want to know my father the way these guests are talking about. It's available. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer now. It's very simple. It's not magic words. But the word says, it's John 17, 3. It says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, in whom Jesus Christ you sent. Eternal life is knowing him. It's not knowing about him. It's not knowing so much Bible that you can quote it at any minute, but you don't know the author. It's about knowing him. He's alive. He's a man who died and he's still, and he's alive again, fully resurrected. So if that's you, just lay yourself before the Lord right now and just say, Father, I know you love me. Father, I believe you sent Jesus to win me back as a lost son or daughter. I thank you for everything you went through. And I just commit my life to you, Lord. Everything I do, I submit to you right now. Thank you for taking my sins and making me the righteousness of God himself. I receive it in Jesus' name. And in your own way, thank him. Because the word says that everyone who asks will receive you believe in your heart and express with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And saved for what? Not just saved for heaven someday, white knuckle this Christian life until the great by and by. It's saved for to be his light right now, every day, everywhere you go, to be that conduit of love. And just like Calvin was saying this whole time, often it just starts with encouraging words. You just begin with encouraging words, and the Holy Spirit comes in, moving in love, and backfills that with a grace, and he goes right to the heart, and he breaks chains, and he breaks curses, and he breaks misunderstandings. People, A lot of people have misunderstandings with, with God. Many people, all of us probably do. And he breaks it off, and there's freedom, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and you have that Spirit living within you. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, 
You can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. Tune into our next show where we meet Jennifer Hartung. Jennifer's a young mother. Jennifer injured her back when she was a teenager and spent over 10 years in crushing pain. And in a moment, the Lord healed Jennifer. Her back cracks into place through the prayer of a simple saint that is available to every single believer. Hear what God did with Jennifer and then leverage that. And he wants to do the exact same thing with you. You got to tune in.